We want to explore all sports and competitions on a deeper level in order to understand the less mainstream topics and events. We here at Deep Dive Sports not only want you to walk away having learned something, but for us to have learned something new as well. Now don't get us wrong, we will do our best to cover the big events, but our main goal is to give you a different perspective on some of the overlooked sports and competitions across the globe. We hope you're ready to learn, laugh, and have fun because we are excited to bring you this podcast. Please sit back, relax, and dive deep into these topics with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Deep Dive Sports, another week of an awesome episode. This week, we're going to be talking about quarter midget racing. While also talking about quarter midget racing, we're going to have an amazing guest today who actually participated in the sport. Her name is Ashley. We're going to get to her a little bit later. We're going to start with the history. Then we're going to go to a little bit of name dropping for some big name drivers who used to race in quarter midgets. And then David's going to give us a rundown on the rules and regulations of the sport. First of all, I would just like to say in doing my research... I did find the quarter midgets of America recognized 1934 as the year quarter midget racing was first started. Also, I found in my research that since the inception of the sport, it has gone through many changes, such as in the style of cars. Most of the original cars did not have roll cages, and over time, with added safety measures, roll cages have become a must-have for your quarter midget car. Also something that has changed is the expansion in classes. It helps separate the age group of 5 to 16, that way you don't have older kids racing against younger kids. And it also helps separate skill sets. So you have people who are able to drive faster quarter midgets compared to slower quarter midgets. Also in the parts for cars, for example, they used to use motorcycle shocks in the cars. And now there are specific parts curated for quarter midget cars. So at the beginning, they were just trying to piece these things together so that people go out and race and have fun. But now it's a whole big thing. And there's a, there's a bunch of parts that are kind of created so that, that these cars can be put together and race properly. Also, things that have changed is the speed of the cars. In the beginning, they can only travel about like 15 miles per hour, but now the average speed is almost 45 miles an hour, if not faster in some classes, which is crazy to think on how small of a track they go on, which David will get into later. Another thing that I was able to find was that there are three main quarter midget leagues. Now, these leagues are made up of a bunch of different track associations. So across the whole United States, there are many different tracks and they have their own groups that run those tracks and their own individuals who participate in racing on those tracks. These leagues are called QMA or quarter midgets of America. Like I stated earlier, they were actually founded in the 1930s and they have tracks all across the United States where drivers can race on dirt, concrete, and asphalt. And they do have a championship, which is called the grands. And they do have one on the East and the West for those people who don't have to travel to either side, obviously, you still can. The second league is called USAC, or the United States Auto Club. They were formed in 2009, and they also have tracks across the United States where you can race dirt, concrete, and asphalt. Their championship is actually held at Brickyard in Indianapolis, which I thought was pretty cool. Another cool fact I learned, the kids actually get to drive a full lap around the track. So when you think of those little cars driving around that big track, that's a pretty cool thing, especially for a young kid who's interested in racing. And then the third league is is uh, fairly new. It was actually formed in 2020, and it's mostly out of California. I wasn't able to find what their championship was or where it was at, um, obviously, because I think they tried to form a racing league within the pandemic that just happened. So hopefully as everything kind of gets better, they were able to get back on their feet. But from what I could tell is they mainly started out there so that they could help 
gain more interest in the youth today in order to help usher in that next generation of racers. So they really wanted to almost kind of form their own, I don't want to say minor league system like the MLB, but that's kind of what it seems to be like. And I know some of you are probably wondering why they're called quarter midgets. Well, it's actually because they're one fourth size of the adult version of the midget cars, which is super interesting. Now I'm going to throw it to Dom real quick, and he's going to talk about some of the more notable names that have actually been through quarter midget racing in its history. Thanks, Nick. So it turns out a lot of famous drivers actually got their start in quarter midgets. NASCAR Hall of Famers such as Jeff Gordon, who won 93 races during his career, and Bobby Labonte, who won 24 races and finished in the top 10 411 times over his career. Also, current stars such as Alex Bowman, Joey Logano, and Justin Haley also got their start in quarter midget races. Thanks, Tom. I'm going to kick it over to David real quick, and he's going to kind of run you guys through the rules of quarter midget racing. Thanks, Nick. Now, keep in mind, when writing the information for this portion, I wanted to keep it basically as simple as possible, but at the same time, wanted to cover as much as possible as I could. So here's a very brief summary of the rules. Like Nick mentioned earlier, the age groups of a quarter midget racer are 5 to 16 years old. The usual size of the track itself is about 1 20th the size of a regular track. In turn, the amount of laps per race differ based on the type of actual race, so depending on the class really. However, the average would be about 20 to 30 laps. Now, as far as the current cars are concerned, all cars must fulfill a certain dimension and weight specification. These specifications fall within the the wheelbase, the length, the tire tread, the height, car weight, and the tires themselves. The wheelbase must be measured center to center of the axle on each side, in which in total it must be 42 to 56 inches long. The length, which is measured bumper to bumper, cannot be larger than 84 inches. The tread, in which is the tire width, in this case, the tread must be at least 28 inches, but cannot exceed more than 36. The height, including the roll cage, must be within a maximum of 50 inches. The car weight, now this will depend based on the qualifying heats and main races, and as well as the lower races, the car itself must be at least 160 pounds. Now, give or take, that'll change based on the class itself. And last but not least, the requirements of the tires are based on the circumference, the rim and diameter. Now, I didn't go into specifics, but that's what they are based on. And now I'll hand it back off to Nick. Yeah, thanks guys so much. Obviously, to our listeners, we didn't want to bog you guys down with a bunch of crazy information, go super in-depth, because this sport is, there's a lot of information that can go into it. There's a lot of different techniques that can go into it. We just wanted to give you guys a quick rundown. That way, we can get to our main portion of this podcast, which is going to be our interview section with Ashley. I am now going to turn it over to Ashley, and she's going to answer some quick questions from us. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I heard you had a couple of questions for me, so why don't we go ahead and get started. David, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, that would be great. Thanks. Uh, So first off, I want to thank Ashley for coming on to the show. I'm glad that you were able to do this today. So for my first question, 
I wanted to ask, why did you get into the sport in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say that it's basically a family tradition, if that's what you want to call it. So my grandfather, he had a role in the sport, not specifically quarter midgets, but he owned a couple of NASCAR cars, uh, nothing super notable, but in his free time, he liked to do that with my dad. And then my dad raced for a little bit as well. And then my older brother was into it. And then I decided that I wanted to be a part of it as well. So I guess that's kind of where my start in the sport came about. All right. And then Dom, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. So what are some of the reasons why quarter midget racing may not be as popular with um, kids today as, you know, other sports such as baseball or basketball? And um, how do you think this could change or like what's kind of holding the sport back? Yeah, that's a great question, too. I think there are a lot of different reasons why quarter midget racing really has, I guess, fallen off the map, if that's what you want to call it. It's never been a super popular sport compared to basketball, football, baseball, your regular stuff you see kids in nowadays. Um, I would say partially it's the cost. It's very expensive to buy a car. And then on top of that, you have to get a motor, pay for spare parts when your car wrecks, a trailer, a car to tow the, tra- to tow the trailer. Overall, that's a really huge barrier for a lot of families. And then on top of that, I would also say it's not a mainstream sport, which is obviously why you guys are covering it. And I think that there has been some attention in the media on and off throughout the decades that it's been around, but it's never really been able to take off and bring about kids and that interest in the sport. And then I think also some parents are concerned with safety because, I mean, imagining a five-year-old in a car going anywhere between, let's say, 25 to 45 miles per hour, depending on what class you're in, can be a safety concern for some parents. But I will say, when I was in the sport, they took great pride in trying to make sure we were the safest we could be. And there really weren't any significant injuries that I can remember within the time I was in that sport. So I guess that would be kind of a combination, a culmination of reasons, if that's what you want to call it, as to why we haven't taken off as a sport as much. And I think it could change. I think that unfortunately with the pandemic going on, I don't think we're going to see anything anytime soon. And I guess you could also think about it in regards to NASCAR isn't a super popular sport for people to watch with race car driving in general. So I don't think unless we get viewership up in sports like that, we're ever going to see an uptick in the amount of kids who are participating in a sport like this. All right. And then uh, Nick, do you have a question for me? Oh yeah, definitely. I just kind of wanted to keep it simple. Just want to see if you can name drop anybody. So I just wanted to know if there were any notable people you or some of your family members raced against in your guys' time in racing. Yeah, I can't speak for my grandfather or my dad. Unfortunately, I haven't really conversed that much with either of them about their previous times when they raced. But I know that my older brother, he raced against Joey Logano down in, I believe it was Florida, one or two times. And then I also raced against Jeff Burton's son. I believe it was about two times as well back when I was racing about my first or second year. So that was kind of a really cool experience to be able to say that I got to do something like that with people that were that notable. Uh, David, you had a question? All right. Yeah, I do. What was your experience in the sport as a whole? And kind of branching off of that, did your experience change because you were participating in a more male-dominated sport? Yeah, so overall, I would say my experience was very positive. I was able to meet a lot of different kinds of people while I was in that sport. And then on top of that, I was able to spend a lot of time with my family, specifically my dad. It was a great way for us to bond. And then 
as a female, it was challenging at times. There definitely was a little bit of, if you want to call it a prejudice against female drivers, specifically, like you would hear the phrase uttered, you don't want to get beaten by a girl. Dads would say that a lot to their sons. So that was kind of disheartening to hear sometimes. But overall, I would say I had a great experience. and It was really cool to kick some boys butts when I was a kid. So uh, and Dom, you had another question. Yeah. In all your time racing, what's your favorite memory? I have a lot of really good memories while I was participating. I would say one of my favorites was obviously winning my first race. It took me a long time to get there, which is why I think it made the victory so much sweeter. But getting to see my dad pumping his fist in the pits when I pulled in with the checkered flag was really a fun experience for me and something that I'll definitely never forget. So yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate having the opportunity to talk to you all. Yeah, thanks, Ashley, again. I know that we're all Super grateful for your insight and different thoughts and stuff on the sport and just uh, your awesome stories and stuff that you could tell us throughout our questions that we had. I'm just going to go throw it to David to kind of give us a closing statement, and then he can throw it to Dom after that. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I just wanted to say thank you for allowing us to talk about this topic. I've always wanted to really talk about racing, but never really knew how, mainly because none of my family ever really paid attention to racing all that much we weren't a racing family if anything we were more of a baseball family than anything else followed by basketball so just to get this opportunity even though yeah it was very brief as we mentioned before but anyways no matter how brief i just wanted to say thank you for allowing us to talk about it and thank you to ashley for joining us definitely great insight on it I also want to thank Ashley for joining the show today. Um, I think we had a great discussion. I definitely learned a lot about racing in general, um, especially quarter major racing. There's a lot more that goes into the sport than I really you know, thought. I kind of thought you just got in the car and drove. I didn't know that there were all these um, requirements for the car and kind of all the rules and regulations that go along with it. So yeah, definitely learned a lot. And I th- overall thought it was a great discussion. Yeah, again, thank you guys for just being willing to research and kind of take a deep dive into this. Uh, you know, like we've said before, each of us have different skill sets. Each of us have different backgrounds where we come from and different interests that we have. And for each of us to be able to bring up different things for the others to look up research and then talk about, it's really cool that you guys were willing to do that. It's funny because racing was in my family, but it wasn't like in my life. You know, my my grandmother, she raced, uh, my mom's uncles raced. So there was definitely that in my family. It just wasn't in my life. And it definitely was super interesting when I met Ashley to be able to kind of get into that world and realize, you know, like I did like it. I did enjoy it. And it's something that would be kind of cool to learn more about and explore more about. And I'm sure, you know, as David said, he's always wanted to learn more about racing. And and I think in the future, we're going to take a deeper dive into more of the different classes of racing, whether that's NASCAR or open wheel, we're going to give you guys more of those topics and, and talk more about this as well. So again, I just want to thank you guys for being willing to do that. And I want to thank Ashley again for coming on and, and answering our questions and giving her insight on the sport and giving us her, you know, background of, of what it was like for her. So again, thank you to the listeners. If you guys have any input on what you want us to talk about, if you want us to talk more about racing or even go a little bit deeper into quarter midget racing, just let us know. Like always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter 
Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.